Welcome to the podcast from Church of the Nazarene. Please subscribe to this podcast for the latest updates and new episodes. And you can also search for the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. We also invite you to join us each Sunday morning at 9 on our YouTube channel or Facebook Live. You can also join us in person at 9 or 1030 for our English services or 1145 for our Spanish service. We also invite you to join Celebrate Recovery every Monday night at 630. Thanks for listening. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Turn with me today to Mark chapter 4. That's where we're diving in uh, this week to the message. Uh, We're going to be in verse um, 35, 35 of Mark chapter 4. This is the word of the Lord for us today. It says this, Mark 4, 35. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let's go to the other side. So leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said to him, teacher, don't you care? If we drown, he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, quiet, be still, and the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Think about that question. Think about that question. He didn't say, of course you're afraid. He didn't say, I understand why you're afraid. He asked them, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith, Jesus said. They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Uh, This morning, what are you afraid of? What are are you afraid of? Throughout my lifetime, I have a list, okay? I probably have a list today, but I was making a list. I don't know how how long your list would be today, but but I have a list. Throughout my lifetime, early in my life, I was afraid of the dark. I was afraid of the doctor. I was definitely afraid of the dentist. My teenage years, I was afraid of not fitting in. I was afraid of not measuring up. I was afraid of making the wrong choice and somehow disappointing God and missing his will for my life. As a young adult, I was afraid of not having a purpose. I was afraid of not being able to be myself. I was afraid of being unloved as an adult. I was afraid of failure. I can't say was. I think I'm still adult, right? As an adult, I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid of the unknown. I'm afraid of not being in control, of feeling out of control. Oh, did I mention that I still really don't like skunks or snakes even now, right? Today, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? I don't know about your list. And before we get to the Lord's question, the Lord's question, why are you so afraid today? What are you afraid of? I asked a few uh, people this week, just some people in my life, people that I respect, people that love, love Jesus. Um, and I asked them that same question, and I got three very different responses. Uh, the first person said this, I'm afraid of being alone. 
I'm not really afraid of dying one day, but I'm afraid of living my life and feeling totally alone. That was a really good, transparent answer. The next person said this, I'm afraid of what I don't know yet, what's up ahead, the unknown of the future. One more said, um, I'm afraid of all the regrets that I could have one day at the end of my life. I'm afraid of the regrets that I could have one day. See, fear is real. It's real because we all experience it. Most of us in the room, we don't have to think back too hard. We don't have to work really hard in our minds to think of a time when we are afraid. The concept of fear is one that every single one of us in the room, every single one of you watching online, we can relate to the concept of fear, can't we? (laughs) But Jesus' question, that the final question in our series, we're wrapping up a series called The Questions Jesus Asked, and we're learning that these questions are very important in the context in which they were asked, and they're very important for us today. And so today, Jesus' question talks all about fear. And this is a question, not just for disciples 2,000 years ago, but for, yes, us, his disciples, his followers uh, today. First, of course, let's look at the context, okay? This appears to be a relatively innocent trip across the lake. Jesus has had a really long day. Uh, If you look back in Mark chapter 3 and 4, he's been confronted by the Pharisees. He spent the entire day out in the hot sun teaching, healing, proclaiming God's truth. And now, at the end of the day, it appears to be just an innocent trip across the lake, him and his disciples. And we know Jesus is tired because he's asleep, (laughs) So, so uh, we, we know the disciples are, are very familiar with being out on the water. Many of them were fishermen. This is not their first trip in a boat, but, but clearly a storm rises up. And where is Jesus? Oh, yeah, he's sleeping. So what? The disciples, again, put, put yourself in their situation. They're overwhelmed with fear. They're certain that death is all all but near, they wake him up and they ask a question. Pay attention to the questions in this passage. Not just the question for today, but pay attention to all the questions in Mark chapter 4 because they really do matter. They ask a question. It's honest and it's vulnerable and it's real. The question they ask is what? Don't you care? Jesus, there's a storm raging You're snoring on the cushion. You had a long day. We're going to die over here. Wake up. Don't you care? My guess is that everyone in the room today has had a moment in your life where you've asked the Lord that. Don't you care? I have. I asked it recently when a a newborn baby in our church family relatively healthy, at least from from all that we could see, passed away right after being born. I asked that question, Lord, don't you care? I asked that question, seeing a a dear friend, a a sister in the faith, cancer raging war on her body, breathe her last breath. So many more years that she could have lived. God, don't you care? Jesus, don't you care? What about you? Probably not too far in the rearview mirror that you can think of a moment in your life where you've looked to heaven and said, God, do you care? Don't you care? That's a real question. It's a real question. And at this point in the story, I'm going to be really honest. 
I'm kind of tracking with the disciples. Now, I've read the story, and I know how it ends, but at this point in the story, I'm not picking sides here, but I'm tracking with the disciples (laughs) because their fear seems justified, doesn't it? There's a crazy storm raging, and Jesus is sleeping. Come on, don't you care? I can resonate with that. I can relate to that. So what happens? Jesus calms the storm. He says, be still. The wind and the waves are calm. And then he asks the question, why are you so afraid? In some ways, uh, this question is not that different from our question last week. Uh, Pastor Jared was here with you uh, at our Harrisonburg campus while I took a trip down the road to East Rock, and and he presented a great message. Uh, And the question from last week, if you'll remember, Jesus was confronting a, a man that had been paralyzed for 38 years. For 38 years, there was nothing he could do to save himself. He was hopeless. But by society standards, he was probably an outcast. Uh, but he was, he'd be considered unclean or what, what kind of sin caused this in his life. So he was an outcast from society. And after 38 years, Jesus had the audacity to ask him, do you want to get well? I mean, that's, that's a weird question, isn't it? That's a, that's a, <laughs> it's a confusing question. And isn't the question this week kind of like that? Why, why am I afraid? Why? I almost died back there, Jesus. I mean, you were sleeping through it, so maybe you didn't see how high the waves were. Maybe you didn't see how small the boat looked and compared to that. Why am I afraid? Are you serious? I'm going to be honest. (laughs) That's how I would feel. That's how I would feel. But Jesus, as he often does, provides incredible clarity. Because he asks a follow-up question. Again, pay attention to the questions in this passage, right? He asks the question, the question that we're, we're asking today, why are you so afraid? But then he asks a follow-up question. Do you see it right there in the text? He, he says, do you still have no faith? That's really what Jesus is after, right? So consider again, these disciples, they had witnessed Jesus perform miracles. Just in Mark's gospel, we see they had already um, seen Jesus drive out a demon from a man that was possessed. They had already seen Jesus uh, heal a paralyzed man. He was literally lowered through the roof. Jesus was there. It was a crowd all around. The friends couldn't get their uh, friend to Jesus. He was paralyzed. They dropped him through the roof. The disciples were right there as the man walked out of the room, maybe for the first time in his life. They had been there on the front row as as he was teaching and proclaiming God's truth. All of these things they had witnessed, and still, Jesus says, you don't have faith. Still, you don't have faith. I want to suggest two implications from this question, both of which have implications for us. We'll get to those in a minute, but I think that they helped me as I understood. You see, first, Jesus is challenging. He's challenging their lack of faith, but I believe he's challenging their lack of faith in two specific ways. First, he's challenging their lack of faith in his identity and who he is. Mark's gospel, we won't get into this today, but Mark's gospel is huge on this. Mark, as he writes his gospel, he's very big on the identity of Jesus. It's very important to him. And this is an example in this passage of the disciples' lack of faith, but specifically lack of faith in who Jesus is. Who Jesus is. Again, they'd seen him minister. They'd heard his message. They heard him proclaim. They, they, they saw firsthand the things that he had done, but, but they missed it, right? They missed who he is, the Son of God. They missed that he's 
powerful. They miss that he can do anything. They, they miss that nothing is too hard for him. If you truly understood who Jesus was, couldn't you just demonstrate a, a mustard seed of faith? It's almost as if Jesus said, why are you afraid if you, if you believed I am who I say I am? Can't you just have a little faith? The second implication I think is just as powerful. Both are true, but Jesus is also challenging their lack of faith in his presence. Not just in his identity, not just in who he says he is and the things that he's done and the power and the miracles and the great teaching. And that's important, but don't miss this in the passage because it's right there for us. Jesus is challenging their lack of faith in his presence. Because you see, Jesus is right there with them in the storm. Yeah, the storm's big, and yeah, the boat's small, but, but he's right there with them in the storm, right there in the boat. Can fear, can fear be a natural response to the wind and waves? Sure it can. Some of y'all don't want to get on a boat for no reason. Yeah, right? Yeah, it can be scary. But should fear be the natural response when you know who Jesus is and you know he's right there in the boat with you? No way. No way should fear be your natural response. Jesus' question to those disciples in the boat today is the same one he asks you and me today. Why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? If Jesus walked in the room today, which, man, wouldn't that be cool? The service would be over then. I'm quite sure of that. But, but if, he, if he walked in the room today and asked you that question, what would you say? What would you say, really? This is personal uh, for me because I sense the Lord asking this question of me. Not this week, not as I was reading Mark 4, not as I was even preparing for this message. But several weeks ago, I, I sensed the Lord kind of stop me in my tracks, kind of get in my face a little bit, and lovingly... But, but ask me this question. I don't really know when, and I really can't explain why, but recently I've battled fear, fear over being a father. And I've been a father for 15 plus years. It's not a new thing. But this battle is for me. I mean, look, 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 I wept the day my oldest Reese went to kindergarten. I wept like a baby. I was inconsolable, right? So, so I, all of those emotions and things, I've dealt with those for years, but this is new this is something different. I, I guess it's a, it's a fear of the unknown. Uh, I guess, I don't really, it's hard to explain. I love my kids. I'm proud of them. I know that they belong to the Lord way before they ever were mine. I know I have to trust God. Look, I was a youth pastor uh, for 13 years, 10 of which in this local church. And I can't tell you how many times I told parents of teenagers, you got to trust the Lord with your kids, but it's different on this side of it, isn't it? I know I have to trust God to lead them. I know I have to trust God to be their strength, but I just have these moments where I can't explain it, but it's, a, it's an overwhelming fear for their future, for, for their unknowns. And again, I've, I've served in ministry. I know the right answers. I know what God's word says, but, but one day in particular, I, I was, it was overwhelming to me. I couldn't stop crying. I couldn't explain while I was tied up in knots, I couldn't point to one reason. I was just overwhelmed with fear. And here I am, proclaiming, you know, God's truth, proclaiming to be a pastor of all things. So a few weeks ago on this particular day, while I was 
praying. I was trying to ask the Lord, what is this about? And why am I, why am I feeling this way? I, I, I sense the Lord ask me, Adrian, why are you so afraid? Adrian, you, you've seen me do some things, haven't you? Yes, Lord. Adrian, you, you've seen some miracles happen around you. You've seen me answer some prayers. You've seen me redeem. You've seen, you've seen me deliver. You've seen me do. Yeah, yes, Lord, I have. And Adrian, don't you believe, I, I mean, in, in my word, I, I tell you all kinds of truth about who I am, my character. Don't you believe that I am who I say I am? Yes, Lord. Why are you so afraid? And my answer in that moment through some shame, I don't know, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Lord, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to be afraid anymore. See, in the heart of the believer, listen really closely to what I'm going to say because I, I know fear uh, impacts us all differently. I, I know our experiences are different, but what I'm, what I'm going to say to you today is, is not my opinion. I believe it's, it's the truth from God's word, and I'm saying that as someone who deals with fear, Okay. In the heart of the believer, fear is a choice. Now listen, listen to me. I know fear is an instinct. I know fear is a natural response. Yes, absolutely. But to live in fear, to dwell in fear, to operate out of fear, that's a choice. I want to explain why. So we kicked off our series. Uh, in week one of our series, again, each week we've asked a question. Uh, not, not our question, but Jesus' question for us, right? So week one, and, and I think this will help us build to where we are today. Week one, we kicked off our series, and the question of Jesus was, who do you say that I am? And that's a foundational question for faith. That's a foundational question to understand, what is this really about? What is life really about? And, and that, that, the answer to, to that question impacts your present and your future. And and, and, and each week we've kind of rephrased, reframed the question to help us apply it to our lives. And so that question is really this, do you know him? That's really what Jesus is saying. You can know him, the God of the universe that created you, that loves you, that, that he knows the number of hairs on your head. You can know him. You can talk to him. He, he, just, just like you're a best friend, just like a father. We sang some beautiful words this morning about knowing him, an intimate relationship with him. And Jesus asked that question, do you, do you know him? But week two, uh, we, we kind of built on that understanding. Jesus' question in week two was why? Why do you call me Lord and not do what I say? Why, why would you claim that I am Lord of your life and not do what I say? And that, that question really is, do, do you obey him? Not just do you know him, that's beautiful. I hope you do today. But if you know him, do you obey him? Last week, Pastor Jared shared, uh, again, this story, a challenging story, a challenging story about a paralyzed man who was clinging to anything he could to have hope, clinging to anything he could to try to find healing. And Jesus' question is, do you, do you want to get well? And really, that question for me is this, do you need him? But listen, more than anything else in your life, more than any pool that you're sitting beside, right? Do you need him more than anything else in your life? That's the root of the question Jesus was asking. And that's an important question for this week, isn't it? 
because I think Jesus' question this week, why are you so afraid, is really about do you trust him? Do you trust him? Fear, can it be a natural response? Yeah, absolutely. Some of us today, there are things in our lives, and I don't know what, maybe it's cancer, maybe it's financial things piling up, you know, in your life. Maybe there's some real relational brokenness all around you, and you could point to all of those things and say, look, my fear is justified. And I would say, yeah, from a human standpoint, you're right. But see, the truth is, when we, when we try to allow fear and faith to just coexist at the same time, when we, it's almost like we, in our house, we allow fear and faith to be residents, you know? Well, you get that bedroom and you get that bedroom and, and just kind of coexist. It doesn't work, does it? It doesn't work. You're miserable. Because the, the idea of fear, the idea of faith, they're constantly at war with each other. And the fear just becomes your reality and you don't fight it anymore. It begins to just overtake, becomes just overwhelming in your life. But here's the truth. And I think this is the truth of Jesus' question, right? In the midst of they just experienced a storm where fear was justifiable, I believe his question really is, well, do you trust me more than your fear? More than relying on fear, which could be your natural response right now. It, it is your natural response right now. Will you trust me more than that? So to me, the, the father who can point to the crazy world in which we're living and all the things, raising kids and teenagers, and all the reasons I can point to and say, look, my fear is justifiable, Jesus would say to me, but do you trust me more than that? Do you trust me? more than that. Two ways specifically today as we apply this to our lives. What, what does it mean to trust? Trust two ways, and I, it's right out of the story. First, today, church, I want you to trust that he is who he says he is. Again, why do these questions matter? Because you can know him. Maybe you don't know him, so you don't know how to trust him. How do you trust someone you don't know? And so maybe today, you know, the challenge is I got to get to know him. I don't want to live in fear anymore. I don't want to be, this is overwhelming for me, and so I want to I know this God that calls me to trust him. But to know him is to, is to trust him. Today, you can trust that his promises are true. That's what 2 Corinthians 1.20 tells us. Today, you can trust that he has, listen, he has already paid the price for your sin, for your brokenness. That's what Galatians chapter 3 tells us. Today, today, you can trust that whatever brokenness that you're experiencing right now, it matters to him. It matters to him. That's what Psalm 147.3 says. Don't you care? Maybe you're asking that question right now, today. Jesus, don't you care? Yes, he cares. And he demonstrated his love by dying for you on a cross, by paying for a debt he did not owe. 1 Peter 5.7 tells us that. And then what did he do? He rose again. He overcame death. He overcame the ultimate. What's the ultimate? The ultimate is death. He overcame that. There's nothing today in your life that's too hard for him. Nothing today he cannot overcome. And in the face of fear today, you can choose, listen, you can choose to trust that he is who he says he is. For some of you, that's a daily choice. You wake up and fear is right there. You can feel it. It's palpable, right? In that moment, you do have a choice. 
Am I choosing trust, trust in what specifically that he is who he says he is? Even if it doesn't feel true right now, I'm trusting that you are who you say you are. But next, you can trust. This is beautiful. It's right out of the story. What can you trust? You can trust that he is with you. That's what Isaiah 41.10 reminds us. He is with you. Doesn't it get better, right? Man, you can trust that he keeps his promises, and we can trust, trust, not just that he is who he says he is, but trust that he's with us, just like those disciples. Man, that storm was big, and man, their boat seemed really small, but guess what? Jesus was right there with them in the storm. And you know what's really cool for us in the year 2022? Uh, Jesus, what did he do? He, He died on the cross. He rose again, and then, and then he ascended back to the Father, which seems like a bummer for us because we kind of like Jesus to still be here. But this is what Jesus said. This is what he said in John chapter 16. He says, it is better for you that I leave. Now, I don't get that, right? Because I think, man, if, Je- if we could like worship and Jesus has a saved seat up here, what could be better than that? What could be better than Jesus being right here in the room? But this is what he says. It's better for you that I return to the Father. Why? So that the Holy Spirit can come. And what's the beauty of that? The beauty is that that His Spirit, His Spirit can be with us at all times. His Spirit, it can go with you to work tomorrow. His Spirit can drive home with you and drive home with me. And does that blow your mind? It blows my mind, but that's the presence of His Spirit that is with you always, always. So that's what we can trust today, that there is never a moment, if you know Him, If you're in relationship with him, there is never a moment that you will walk alone because he is with you. Even when you feel afraid, he's with you. Trust. It doesn't feel like that sometimes, does it? It feels like, Jesus, don't you care? But we trust. We trust. He's with you. He's with me. There's a final visual in the story. There's a final visual in the story I want to leave us with, and it's, it's right there in verse 35 of Mark chapter 4. And Jesse and Reese are going to help us close the service, and they're going to make their way to the front. But there's a final visual I want you to carry with you as you think about the story. Maybe a story that you've read before, maybe many times, but there's a visual I, I want to carry with you. There's a, a particular verse, a particular thing that Jesus says right there at the beginning of the passage that would be easy to overlook. But it's right there at the beginning of the passage. What does it say? That day when evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. I believe Jesus knew something the disciples didn't. I believe that Jesus knew a storm was coming. Jesus was exhausted and he's like, well, I'm going to get some sleep. But these guys are about to go through a storm. And that that seems like just kind of a throwaway statement. Like Jesus, "Uh," but I believe... (laughs) I believe there's a, that's a pretty prophetic word from Jesus as he gets into that boat ahead of the storm that evening. He looks at his disciples and says, let's go to the other side. Now, did they know? Did they know what was going to be between them, between them there and the other side? Did they know all that they were going to experience between here and there? Nope, they didn't. But Jesus was with them. And he says, let's go to the other side. We're, let's go together to the other side. And... and Why does that visual matter? Because today, I don't know what's between you 
in the other side. Maybe you're in the midst of it now. Maybe you feel like your boat's pretty small and the storm's pretty big, but, but I want you to hear the promise of Jesus. And it's, it's not you go to the other side, it's let's go. I'm with you. I have not left you alone. I do care because you can trust today that I, I am who I say I am, that every promise that's been kept in scripture is a promise we can claim today. And the biggest promise of all is that he is with you. He's right there in the boat with you. So why are you afraid? When you've got that, why? Why, why live in fear every day? Choose to trust. Hear the words of Jesus today. Receive the words of Jesus today. My son, my daughter, let's go to the other side. This storm is not, it's not all there is. I'm great. You can trust me even in your storm. So church family, would you stand? We're going to spend a moment singing. We're going to spend a moment declaring that God is good and he is faithful. But would you bow your heads because I want to pray for you today. I believe there's some today Fear is your reality. It is your daily, moment-by-moment moment reality. And you may say, well, yeah, that was a cute story that you had, but you have no idea what I deal with, and you know what? I don't. But there's a God who created you and a God that knows you. And today you can trust a daily moment-by-moment moment trust that he is who he says he is, and he is with you no matter the storm that you're facing today. So today I want to pray for you. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you to look at me, but I am going to ask you right now. I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to invite you right now to open your heart to the Lord. Don't, don't shrink back in fear. Don't push him away. Don't believe the lie of the enemy that he doesn't care for you. Right now, in this moment, this message is for you. Choose to trust him even now. So God, I pray for my brothers and sisters today. I have no idea all the things that they're facing, but I'm confident today that each and every one of us battle fear. Each and every one of us deal with real things in our lives, and we can, we can easily be overwhelmed. We can easily buy into the lie that just fear is our reality, but today we choose to trust that you are good and you are faithful and your promises are real and we choose today in faith to believe you have not left us alone you're right there with us you will never leave us you will never forsake us and so today we choose to trust you in jesus name we pray amen amen Thank you so much for listening today. Go ahead and subscribe to our channel for updates and new episodes. And if you have any questions about our church or ministries, go ahead and email us at info at cotnaz.org.